Welcome to the Spotlight Series from the Do More Good Podcast. You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast. The Do More Good Podcast. Uh, welcome to Do More Good Podcast. Do More Good. Do Good, Do More. Do More Good Podcast. Do More Good Podcast. That's what you want me to say. Okay. You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast. The Spotlight Series celebrates the stars of the sector. We're taking 20 minutes to talk about whatever topic is on their mind. Head to domoregood.uk forward slash spotlight to find out more and book your own 15 minutes of fundraising fame. Okay, we're recording. Right, here we are, James. We're back for another Spotlight episode. How are you doing? Kenneth, I am good, thank you. Recovering. Oh, really? Yeah, I reckon I had one of my top three hangovers. On Sunday, I was pathetic, absolute waste of space. Oh my goodness. I was feeling, and excuse me for this, but very below par, which leads on nicely to your story from the weekend. Oh, I like what you've done there. Yes. Okay. If anybody hasn't heard about it yet, and that can't be possible, the amount of shouting and talking I've done about it, but I hit my first ever hole in one at golf at the weekend. What are the odds on that, Kenny? Oh, well, a bit of Googling. Uh, 12,500 to one, apparently. Yeah, it was it, it was a bit of a, I don't know, quite a weird experience because it's like it's the pinnacle of the game. Obviously, I'm terrible at golf, but just managed to get that really lucky shot that, that went. You'll straight be dining in. out on that forever, one. Your mates can <laughs> your mates can never take that away from you. Well, exactly, exactly. Want to want to want to tick off the tick off the bucket list, but no, it's been great actually. I've got out the last couple of weeks, just at the weekends, really early, especially now we're in a kind of new lockdown situation you know it's it's again one of those things that just gets out in the great outdoors so been in, been enjoying that but yeah good. all good i'm happy well done happy just. let's jump into the episode this week so i guess we've been speaking to him for a couple of weeks over email probably four to six weeks i think trying to get a, a chance to speak to a booked in she's got an absolutely brilliant story and I, and i think when we got the email into the inbox i was just like straight away like wow we need to speak to this person. It's a great story. So let's let's hear more about it from Hannah Sayers. Hannah, how are you doing? Hello. I'm good. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the fact that <laughs> we've managed to schedule diaries in. <laughs> no worries. No worries. We couldn't we couldn't miss up the opportunity to talk to you. I mean, it's you know, this spotlight series is kind of I guess focusing on on individuals, how they've been responding through the last five, six months. And and, and you've done something really exceptional which is to be highly commended why don't, why don't you tell us a bit about you firstly about your background you know what you're doing from a in the sector fundraising point of view and then maybe about about what what you've done yeah so I've been in fundraising now for about oh 13 years I think been in the voluntary sector for a little bit longer found my love of fundraising um, a while ago now, um, which is quite ironic considering I'm dyslexic and have mild dyscalculia. So you would think writing applications and doing budgets would be my nightmare, but somehow it works. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> my main job at the moment is I'm uh, the head of fundraising and innovation at a South London charity called Enable Leisure and Culture. So that's my main day job, work full time. Yeah, then lockdown happened and I was still working full time, wasn't furloughed, and a new opportunity became, I call it my accidental business, <laughs> even though it's a non-profit organisation, it's, it's just something that's exploded into 
into, I don't even know, it snowballed into something completely different. And what prompted this? So I think I saw that, that you noted something about your local food bank. Yes, yeah. so I started Small Change, that's what it's called. It started really just from me really wanting to make a difference. When lockdown happened, my local food bank was struggling. Their workload tripled overnight and, you know, I was chatting to them saying, you know, how can I help? And they were like, we really need resource. We really need money. We can't get these food packages out quick enough. We don't, we're all volunteers. So, you know, we're really struggling. And for me, I was like, well, I mean, I'm a professional fundraiser. I've been doing it for a long time. It's no skin off my back to help you find some funds somewhere. So they were only looking for about 700 quid. In the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge amount of money, but for them, it meant everything. We worked together, put in an application, were successful, and they got the resource they needed. And that sparked something in me because it was a small thing that I did. It was just a little thing compared to a lot of the other work that I do and actually made a really big impact in my local community. And for families, like thinking that, you know, I helped families be fed, put food on the table. So I then realised that there were probably quite a lot of these smaller organisations who were volunteer run, who were propping up essentially in that time up society. They were propping up the local vulnerable people who couldn't get out, couldn't access life, I guess. You know, we were all stuck inside, but especially for those who were really suffering economically or with health. So I then just kind of opened the doors and I said, hello, everyone, Um, I can help you with your fundraising needs for free. And as you can imagine, was unbelievably flooded (laughs) with requests. And I kind of just thought, oh, (laughs) what have I done? (laughs) So I I suppose most people are in fundraising chat on Facebook, if people are uh, on Facebook. Um, I put a couple of posts in there and the new furloughed fundraising group that appeared during that time as well. I said, I'd really like to help small nonprofits in kind of local communities. Would anybody like to kind of come on board on this on this journey with me? And I got seven people who wow. were willing and are still, we've been together now for about five months, are still volunteering with me. Had you met any of these people before? They're just um, so friendly I, people from the internet. Yeah, I've met two of them before, but the rest of them I hadn't hadn't met from kind of Love Ireland really. And I mean, even the people I knew I hadn't seen in quite a while. So it wasn't like, you know, we'd all do this together. It was just something that I was like, I've got this weird idea. I think we really need to do something. Come on this weird journey with me. I don't know where it's going to go. And the experience, I can't begin to tell you, these are people who know their stuff. They're like from the corporate sector, from appeals, trusts, community. I somehow managed to get a whole fundraising team for free. I don't know. (laughs) I think that's everyone's dream. But the level of experience was and is amazing. And they've continued to, to absolutely surprise me on helping me on this journey I wouldn't have been able to have done this without them honestly really really wouldn't I owe a lot I think a lot of our success has been down to them 
Mm. So I have to thank them because they're really important. Oh, we like, yeah, we'd like to thank them as well. I mean, looking on your website and for anyone who's, who's listening, you know, please go and check it out at smallchangeuk.org. And I, and I love your, your vision, your vision. Like it, it seems like you've, you've been thinking about this for months running up. I mean, looking at how you've executed the website, looking at the impact that you've had in such a short period of time. How do you think this, this managed to manifest itself and gather that momentum? What, what was, what was it? Was it just the, that these individuals had a need to continue to help, wanted to support. I mean, they all probably worked in fundraising, I'm guessing already had been furloughed. Yeah, yeah. How did that, how did those types of conversations go? Or what did you gather about people's motivations? Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually, because not, not all of them are furloughed. There was probably half that were and some that were still working. So I think at that time, that real need of just wanting to help and wanting to make change it all embeds itself into small change itself. So making small changes. So for example, I made a small change by giving a little bit of my time, which was small to me, but actually made a big impact. But also it's making changes as well. It's making small changes, which is really, really important. Some of, I think you guys might know this as well, when you're working in a big organisation, you sometimes can get a bit disconnected with the cause like you know whether that's just what's going on at that time or there are different angles that you're going on in in your kind of fundraising journey but because this was something that was coming out and and you could really see in your local community on the news the suffering that people were were kind of going through in this really weird unprecedented time it was something that I know that people could make a direct influence and sometimes we don't always get to do that as fundraisers. So I think there was that attraction to it as well. The interesting thing, so I know that the main point of us is to help small organisations. So, you know, the grassroots level organisations, so food banks, community centres, peer support groups. But actually, we've developed a little bit of a community in ourselves and that was a surprise I think for all of us we didn't expect to actually have peer support between the fundraisers ourselves Mm. so one of our volunteers and she'd been made redundant unfortunately and was looking for a new job and the group was able to help her through that journey and Mm. kind of give her confidence in that she knew what she was talking about and there were areas that she knew that she could improve on and how kind of to talk about an appeal or how to talk about a corporate journey. So, so that was something that was surprising that actually came out of us doing it. Yeah, I love that. The way that not only can you see the impact of your work and being really close to the beneficiaries of it, but also it's a nice reminder that what you do is valuable and you have skills, the fundraisers have skills that other people as you were saying with your food bank, just couldn't handle that, didn't have the, the expertise or the knowledge or the contacts or what sort of process you would have to run through yeah. for that. So it's a lovely reminder for yeah. your gang that they have those skills that, that, and they're, how useful they are to these organisations. Absolutely. And I think the main key thing for us for small change is that we're seeing that there is a bit of a fundraising inequality so small organisations, a lot of the time they're volunteers or, you know, who may have other jobs or they are so busy. So, for example, the food bank, they're so busy delivering the projects that they don't have time to go out 
for trust. They don't have time to go for kind of major donors. And so we're, we're essentially making fundraising accessible for those organizations. And that for me is a really big driver as to where I want to take this because the feedback that I'm getting on how we've helped people, it's not that we've just gone in and been like, here's a trust application. We've gone in and said, right, these are the different areas that you could go to. This is how you can do it. We'll support you through one of those. And here's some training. So we did some free fundraising strategy training for, for people as well, you know, and it was just, accessible for organizations who would never normally have that mm. and it's just, yeah sustainability around that as well that they can then continue that you can step away and yeah having done your bit they they continue that good work yeah it's not just the food bank that you've helped you've got a little list of people of i do i do so we've been helping kind of it's okay they are a mental health or soon to be mental health charity for young um, people um, we've been helping Black Minds Matter, who have made an incredible fundraising achievement and raised about £800,000 in two months. Yeah, I can't believe the amazing thing that they've done with that. We've also given support to Hey Mama, who support new mums, and to the Adult Cerebral Palsy Hub, who are a new organisation that are also specialising in peer support. And we've also helped, I mean, numerous numerous community centres especially so I live in Croydon so there's quite a few here to keep them running and keep them open as well so that's been amazing as well there there's some that's just a few that we've helped about 15 different organisations in total so I think I knew when we'd hit on something special though for small change when the Florence Nightingale Museum came and, and had a chat with us Obviously, you know, I said to them, you're not essentially our target market because we're really looking at the small organisations who have like annual turnovers of what, 50,000, 60,000. I mean, a lot of them have much less than that, but that kind of helps us streamline who we can actually help. Because you'll be surprised the organisations that come to us with like turnovers of like a million. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, free fundraising support, why wouldn't you? But yeah, the, the, the Florence Nightingale Museum, we had a good chat around them because they needed to save their museum, essentially. It was coming up to their, I think, Florence Nightingale's 200th birthday. And they had all these events planned and paid out for all these exhibitions for her and couldn't do it. Wow. So we said, OK, well, we'll work with you on your auction. But in a way to kind of help give back, in terms of like a fee structure, because obviously people work with fundraising consultants all the time, they have a budget that they can pay for, and then that would go into small change and then help us continue our work with the small organisations for free. So not only are they receiving really high quality fundraising support, and that auction raised about £18,000 in the end, but they're also giving back to the other organisations who can't access that. So that's when I knew we kind of started the accidental business because I was like, wow, (laughs) this is not what I intended. It was literally supposed to be me just volunteering on my own. And now I feel like I've created an empire. So (laughs) (laughs) 
It's brilliant. I mean, as, as, you, as you're speaking there, Hannah, about it, one, one of the things that kind of jumped out to me is that kind of the, the win-win scenario that probably you didn't think of before, but actually like the value that you're providing at both ends, like, like you talk about the fundraisers expanding their skills, giving them an opportunity to potentially get involved in something that they, as you say, they wouldn't typically in their, in their day job. And, and, and actually then, of course, the, the, the charity benefiting. And you talk a lot about us. You know, you talk about, us as in small change and identities obviously growing you've got seven people helping you at the moment I'm sure there's others who would be be willing to help yeah. so the question that kind of leads out to that is where where does this go for you what what do you see the next three three months six months three years have you even thought that far ahead as to, to what's next so obviously I work full-time as well and have a toddler so my time is quite limited and I squeeze things and juggle things I'm a master juggler Mm. (laughs) at the moment and so it's not been as fast growing even though it has grown really fast it's not been as fast as I would have liked it to have been um, because I need to make sure we do it properly and also make sure I give enough time to my full-time job but I am working on a business plan with the Cranfield Trust I don't know if you've heard of them before and mm. um, they give volunteer support for business so I have a volunteer who's helping me along that side as well because I think that is a key to our success we have applied for a couple of grants so we're just waiting on that as you can imagine that is taking a while at the moment and that will be the key in all honesty that will be the key to unlocking how, where we're going to go because at the moment, I'm funding everything myself. You know, I'm paying for the insurance, I'm, I'm paying for the website, all of that kind of stuff. So in order for it to be sustainable, I need not to do that. Because I'm doing building work in my house. To, yeah, so if you haven't so, got enough on your plate already, it's just like, yeah. let's just chuck a few more bits in there. That's fine. Can I just ask, kind of off the back of that, you, took, you touched on it there. How does your current employer feel about that what what's that conversation been like because I'm sure there's people that are listening to this going it's great you know I'd love to volunteer my 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 services but you know would this frustrate annoy would they be supportive how's your experience been from that side I think as long as your day job isn't suffering essentially you know not spending all your time on you know your volunteering work I think it, it is a balance and I'm not going to lie it's really difficult it is really hard but I think yeah keeping the lines of communication open and uh, they I mean they're fine with it that you know it's it's in all of this I've actually been professionally developing myself so you know I've been delivering training I've been managing a team of volunteers of fundraisers we've been looking at all sorts of different areas of fundraising my speciality is actually trusts but I've learned so much about all the others during this time so there is a benefit to doing it, absolutely, but there is a fine balance and you just have to be quite organised to make sure that you keep that balance. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But as you say, the benefits there of, of the experience that you would get through through your organisation are amazing for, for fundraising. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think even for me, so when we did the fundraising strategy training, I did it as well because I just needed a bit of a refresh, you know? Like I, I just thought, well, you know, we worked with the FSI um, yeah. to deliver it, who, who are incredible. And it, I came out of that and thought, yeah, that was a really good idea. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I, I was like, right, I can write a fundraising strategy for 
for work I can run write a fun fundraising strategy for small change so so yeah like I say this a lot but I have become my own champion because mm. we're also up for awards for the resource alliance and I have to say that I nominated myself and I nominated small change so you know I didn't wait for anybody else I know we've got a good thing going on here I know we've been working really hard so yeah, so I have been saying a lot recently, I am my own champion. <laughs> James, James has been nominating himself for awards for years. <laughs> it's, never, it's never quite worked out yet, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you have a different experience. Hannah, if there's anyone listening to this who's kind of, you know, really kind of your, your story's caught their imagination and, and they'd like to kind of give some of their skills or time or experience to you or even just have a conversation with yourself about it because I mean I can see small change operating at a local level and as you say if you're looking at those charities that are below £50,000 turnover normally volunteer-led you know they normally like to deal with people who are, who are quite yeah. close to them and you know will probably understand where that charity can have an impact so maybe that people are thinking oh I could do this in my area or you know I could do this what, what, what would you say to those individuals? I would say give me a call <laughs> Uh, I mean, um, we're always looking out for volunteers at Small Change. I have a really long waiting list of organisations who need help and support. So if anybody wants to help volunteer or they have an organisation that they think could benefit, I mean, I'm more than happy to have a chat. I have a really good um, Instagram page um, where we answer and give lots of free advice out on um, and obviously our website and emails. So, yeah get in touch basically well i think you may have opened the floodgates there (laughs) anyone listening to this will be will be keen to be involved in in some brilliant work yeah absolutely yeah hannah i think it's as as we said at the start i think it's a great initiative you can you can tell just by talking to you i mean obviously we wish it was face to face and we're meeting you in in person but your enthusiasm for the project and and you know you're glowing when you're talking about it which is which is great to see and we wish you lots of lots of luck guess just the the last question before we we let you go you know what what's your hopes personally I mean you've talked about small change you know you're obviously working in a charity at the moment in fundraising which is quite difficult obviously what's your hopes for the next few few weeks and months as we hopefully come to the to some kind of new normal uh following this pandemic it's a really weird time isn't it it's a really difficult time at the moment as well a lot of people I know just generally in in the public are struggling um, and I just yeah I guess uh, like everything I hope it gets better I hope we find a vaccine that, that actually works mm. but I also hope that this has shaken up the fundraising sector because they've had to change especially the the trust and foundation sector it's had to change how it works and I really hope that we're going to get some new innovative ways of at least reaching the smaller organizations who have like I said, been propping us up in society during this time. So, yeah, so we've actually got a live with the Women of Innovation um, Awards on the 22nd of September. So that is going to be the first time I've ever done anything like that. And I'm really pleased that a funder has agreed to just be live to people and just answer questions. So to me, that's a really new way of reaching an audience that hasn't necessarily been done before. So... So yeah, brilliant. Um, brilliant. Well, look, just remind everyone of where they can contact you again, website address, etc. Yeah. My Instagram is at smallchange underscore UK. Website is www.smallchangeuk.org. 
um, or email me hannah at smallchangeuk.org. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered. Well remembered. Thank you. Well, look, Hannah, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We'll we'll try and get this episode out. I'm sure people will be uh, really interested to hear your story, and I'm sure you, as James said, our three listeners will hopefully get in touch. Well, hopefully it's a few more than three. We'll get in touch and, and, and really support you, and good luck on your journey. And hopefully, we'll we'll get to speak to you again in the future. And who knows where you'll be? Well, yeah, I'm sure we will see you at an awards ceremony soon picking up your, either you picking up your trophies or kenneth at the professional gophers association yeah. <laughs> to get so all right hannah take care thank you thank you cheers cheers thanks for tuning in to the spotlight series from the do more good podcast you can find our main episodes at domoregood.uk and we're on twitter and instagram at do more good pod if you fancy featuring on Spotlight, then head to domoregood.uk forward slash spotlight and get in touch. We'll speak to you soon.